0: Hello and welcome to a series of podcasts from the Hampshire and Isle of Wight Military Mental Health Alliance to mark Armed Forces Day 2021. The Alliance is a group of over 40 organisations coordinated by Solar NHS Trust with the common aim of supporting our Armed Forces communities with their mental health and wellbeing. In this series, you'll hear about a number of the projects led by Alliance members and the impact they're having on the lives of veterans, serving forces personnel and their families. We hope you'll find these to be interesting, and if you want to know more about the Alliance or any of our projects, search H-I-O-W-M-M-H-A or follow the link shown. Get a brew, sit back and enjoy. In today's podcast, we have Stephen and Eamon, both veteran wellbeing advisors from Portsmouth Positive Mind Service, a project supported by the Armed Forces Covenant Trust Fund. Together they talk about the support they have provided to the veteran community and their families in Portsmouth. My name's Eamon Parker um, and I work at Positive Minds as a a Veterans Wellbeing Advisor and we've been running for just under two years now. Steve uh, is another Veterans Wellbeing Advisor who served in the Royal Navy. Again, he's been with the service just under under two years. Between us, we've got nearly 50 years service together with a lot of veterans uh, welfare background, which helps tremendously with the job.
1: Yeah, hi sir. I'm Steve, as Aiman said. Ex-Chief in the Royal Navy, 23 years, joined Solar Mind or Positive Minds just on two years ago. And yeah, so the aims really of Positive Minds is to support veterans and their families who are suffering from low-level mental health issues. So be that stress, anxiety, PTSD, depression we cover a, a wide remit about what support we can give them. If we don't know the answer, who, someone who does.
0: As we mentioned before, there's a lot of service there. There are other veterans' advisors. We, we, we total four. So there's two Royal Navy and two ex-soldiers. Um, I served my time in the Royal Artillery. Um, so, yeah, I do speak very loud. <laughs> We're not all that hard of hearing. First of all, we'd like to touch on what achievement we've seen through Service, the type of people we're getting through. So we're we're just gonna run through a, a couple here. So we've we've had, and this is quite recently. So we're looking towards the end of COVID restrictions coming down. This is just a cross-section of five people, um, service users that have asked for our help. Um, the first one we'll look at is a, a guy who's uh, an ex Royal Navy chief petty of officer, a Fulton's veteran. Um, the number of depression and anxiety problems which are caused through housing his, his disability and where he lives at the moment isn't very appropriate his wife died last year so we deal with pre bereavement problems as as well with him the good news on his, his side is we've managed to get him into some sheltered accommodation um assisted accommodation with a view to him being there permanently which will help with his mobility and hopefully help with his depression and anxiety that he's in a more comfortable environment The next one we'd like to put out was a a former Royal Marine veteran who came in. Now, this gentleman was diagnosed with PTSD. So he's he's had his diagnosis um, and he approached Positive Minds for some additional help. He is being made redundant. He's losing his job through his PTSD. He is quite happy with that. But the number of problems that involves with his, his confidence and his anxiety levels extremely high because he's never had to deal with any claims, um, how he deals with his pension and his anxiety levels were on an increase day by day. So we got the guy in, we sat him down, we've had a good chat about how he claim, what he can claim. We put him in ch- touch with Citizens Advice and gave him some local agencies that will help advise him on future developments, how he can look after himself, how he can keep himself confident and build his confidence, hopefully have a, be- a, a better quality of life in the future. The next one is a former soldier who's homeless uh, and living in a hostel. He came to us originally with a lack of confidence and anxiety levels. It, it turns out through that conversation, we found that he had been diagnosed with PTSD. Again, the PTSD has being dealt with. It was more of a low-level help we were giving this guy um, through lack of confidence. We've also been in touch with various housing um, establishments around the city and on the Isle of Wight where he, he potentially like to live. He's going to be an ongoing for a while until we get him into into some more stable accommodation and out of the hostel. The next one I'd like to talk about is a a former Royal, Royal Navy serviceman again who came into us with depression again after a long chat with this gentleman. He'd been trying to claim for an asbestos condition for over 30 years since leaving the Royal Navy. Uh, and this was causing a great deal of a, a depression with this particular gentleman. We managed to process his claim, talk to his GP and get a diagnosis, which was the, the main problem. That Without a diagnosis, we couldn't produce a claim. And again, we couldn't take away this worry of constantly trying to fill paperwork. He was quite an elderly gentleman, which he won't mind me saying. So he did the initial... Contact of how he makes contact with a government agency to fill in a form to process the
1: claim. Amen. Sorry, I'll just jump in there. Um, yeah, with this gentleman, interestingly, it had years and years of getting no joy, getting no uh, government agencies. Within seven days, they've come to us. We've put him in touch with a caseworker at Vet UK who immediately have taken on his case. Um, and they're guiding him through the whole process. So, yeah, real win-win for us. The last one it
0: was a couple that came into us, ex-army. And it's unusual in the fact that the gentleman himself wasn't looking for help. It was for his wife, who was being extremely lonely and isolated. So, the, as a couple, married couple, they, a familiar story to, to servicemen. They moved around the world in various married quarters, constantly on the move, bringing children up in a service environment, after his discharge, they returned back to the city and had very little contact with the outside world. Then, COVID kicking in, they even felt more lonely, more isolated. So, he was looking for a, um, a way out. So, with our friends at the Veterans Outreach Service in Portsmouth, we're hopefully going to get them down to there where they can look at some clubs, some societies, some agencies down there, some associations, which will get them out and about and break that circle. Of constantly being home, shop, home, so you can get them out and about, engage with other people, hopefully make some new friends and get away from the lonely, isolated life that they, they've got at the moment. Steve, John, how do you want to add anything to that?
1: No, I think um, you said most of it. I think for us at Passive Minds, we are a unique service where um, you know, we're open to anyone in PO1, PO6, postcode area. And as Ian said, we're worth it. A great deal of agencies locally, whether that's the Legion, Poppy Factory, Boss, yeah, various agencies. So it is getting to those links. So they come to us, we'll do initial assessment of their needs. And as I said, if we can't help, we will certainly know someone who can. And we'll put them in touch directly through our contact. So they they don't have to go ringing round, Googling different agencies. We would do that for them
0: yeah okay thanks so just to, to add to that that the, one of the beauties of the service we have is it's tell your story once so we link into with our colleagues at Solent nhs and gp surgeries so once the story's been told the gp can access that particular person's notes and see how they're progressing with us or if they're not progressing we can contact other agencies using that and hs system which is a very handy tool to have because there's nothing worse than people having to tell the story over and over again. Once it's told, we've documented it and it's accessible to other healthcare professionals. So you've got a cross-section. of that's just just five, the type of people we, we, we've had through the service, there are a lot more, with a lot more different cases and a lot more different problems. The whole idea is that hopefully through our agencies, as Steve was saying, we, we can contact somebody, we can get hold of somebody. Maybe it might not be in the city, we might have to go outside the city, for instance, the Poppy Factory are an excellent employment agency, but we will hopefully at some stage get an answer from them and help them progress and produce a better quality of life for them. Okay, Steve, do you want to lead on with the, the next one?
1: Yeah, so experience of being a peer support worker or the veteran's wellbeing advisor. I think we all came into this job not for the money, obviously. Um, it is for the love of helping other veterans. Most of us have had our own issues personally. I had a long history of problems with alcohol. And it is getting the support to the people who really, really need it. A lot of people, veterans, don't understand the civilian world, as it were. They'd much rather speak to a fellow veteran where can talk the same talk and make a cup of tea, sit down with them. As Eamon said before, it is one story for all. So... Yeah, I I love what I do, I really do. Yeah, sort of I would want to echo that say on that one. Echo that
0: from Steve. I served twenty three years in artillery and then went on to work fourteen years with REM as a civilian instructor, and it's looking after veterans for veterans, which has sometimes been missing nationally. Hopefully, this will progress, and there's going to be a voice out there for veterans all the time. It's a massive undertaking, but the, the motivation for the veterans team is we're helping our own we've you know that old saying we've got we've got the walk and we've got the t-shirt and some of us have got the scars as well so we can understand what they're going through what their families are going through and, and again it's something we haven't touched on yet but we also look after service families because they're, yeah. they're they could be have just as many problems as their their spouses through service they've been worked they've been living away from home they've gone through the traumas the conflicts so it's very important
1: that The families looked after as well.
0: Okay. Um,
1: Sorry, I think, going on from that. So whilst we don't see a massive amount of people on our caseloads, I think the people we have seen and are seeing continually, they are quite complex. And some of them have really fallen between the gaps. So they're not in such a state that it requires crisis support, but... They have got particular issues, some quite complex. And for them to come to us, we could sit down and talk through the support that they require. Whereas maybe some of the other agencies couldn't. I'm trying to put this as diplomatic as possible. But yeah, I, I feel we do provide a unique service to those people. And if they have fallen through the cracks for whatever reason, we can direct them to the right people. And, yeah, not mediate, but we can advocate on their behalf to get them the support they need. And we all had some really, really, yeah, big wins, as Eamon said. You know, people, the housing, the pension claims, etc. So, yeah, unique service. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, Going to move on to um a very interesting question. How do you feel about your role has been for you? So... Challenging, rewarding. I think that we do make a difference. As as Steve said, I think we we lapsed over from the other question into this question, that we are making the difference and people appreciate what we do. It's encouraging to see NHS Trust taking on veterans' issues the way they do. We just wish that um, that was mirrored right across the country without looking too much in depth at it. But if a sympathetic or empathetic encouragement from a from gp surgeries and from any nhs trusts that they are veterans aware and they understand that veterans sometimes their issues could be a little bit more complex than others and they need to be looked at and looked after in a in a a different way it is a very unique service steven if you add to that one as well
1: no i think i think you said it all um yeah so echoing what you said um We have had some real complex people. It has times been very challenging. Um, Maybe some people have come to us and heard or listened to for 10 years or more. Particularly difficult at the moment due to the anniversary of the Falklands. There's quite a lot of anguish about that. So it is really that the guiding light, the the listening ear for veterans who maybe don't want to talk to their GP or another counselling service, and they know, hopefully, they can come to us, we can sit them down, we can listen to them, and point them in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. So our final question, and where we'd like to move
0: on to, is what we'd like to see the next steps being taken and how we feel about the state of mental health provision within the City of Portsmouth. The obvious one, I think, is continue with what we do to get information out to those people that need it so we become more accessible which might mean coming out of the office and remote working going to people to, to see them as opposed to them coming to us. Generally accessibility to veterans mental health facilities in the Portsmouth are quite good. We are the home of the Royal Navy so there is a huge service um, population and a diverse age range so it could not just through conflict and deployment, they could seek mental health through any of life's traumas or life's realities that life throws at us occasionally. Be more accessible, um, have a better understanding from GPs, other health services, um, so they understand what we do and how we can help them. Information is vital. The more information we get out to people, the easier the job will become because people will find us more accessible.
1: Steve? Yeah, I think going on from that, the um the families link in particular. So if you are Mrs. J, married to a servant Matlow, um in Newcastle, lived there all your life. Um, your hubby gets a draft down to Pompey, he's away for six months of deployment, you're left in the marrow quarter, two kids, no friends, nothing. Who do you turn to? We are the obvious point of contact. Um, get in touch with us, and we will help with whatever issues they may be going through. Okay, I think that's it. I think there's just one
0: sort of message, Stephen. I would like to put put across to the veterans community out there, non-serving, is that we are here to help. Please, please, don't feel embarrassed. Don't put it off. Don't say you're going to do it. Get in contact with us, or get in contact with Another agency, your GP, look after yourselves. Things will get better if you seek help. Steve, do you have a final message for anybody?
1: No, definitely. Um, Give us a ring, email us, get in touch. We can help, definitely. Okay, hopefully, at the end of this, um,
0: there'll be some detailed contact details for you to get in touch with us. Okay, thank you for listening. Um, We do appreciate it, given the time to talk about our service, which we're very proud of. And that we, we are very enthusiastic to keep this service going for as long as possible. And we hope, please, please get in touch.